First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. Getting a bit of an English lesson here this morning. On the line to maybe even add more to it is County Executive Anthony Pacenti. Good morning and welcome to the program. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to join you in New York City. Although okay. I'm here. Uh, right. Uh, yes. All right. So, uh, for a- Andrea, are you are you noticing we're getting a low level there? Uh, on Tony, yeah. On Tony. Hmm. Uh, hold on, uh, Anthony. Let right. me just. I guess uh, talk as loudly as you can into that phone, okay. and we'll do our our best to get you in there. This should be better. How about now? Is that better? Is that better, Andrew? I think That's it sounds better. better here. That sounds good. Okay, uh, County Executive Anthony Pacenti, good morning. I know uh, speaking yesterday, um, talking about the virus and as it, as it is expanding right now. And in the summertime, which I, I we didn't get this last year. No, we didn't. And, uh, you know, the numbers, uh, you know, I went through a lot of numbers yesterday. But, uh, you know, in particular, when we saw, when I saw the 97-day number uh, yesterday, which, you know, was as good as a hundred as you can get. Um, I, I felt that it was important to uh, to do a do a briefing and really reiterate what you know what we're dealing with. And I just heard Dr. Hall on your yeah yeah on your show, who obviously does a great job all the time, but also said, "Look, we're still in a pandemic, and and you know that's you know and we are as much as we'd like to think we've you know when we moved into a different territory but we're still dealing with this and the numbers don't lie and they're they're alarming and and people need to know that and in particular i think you know the number that it didn't get lost but i gave a lot of numbers yesterday yeah, yeah. in terms of where we were especially as as you said we you know, were at the last week of august heading to school and you know i it, it, it shocked me because we see these you know, every day I, you know, go through the data, but from August 1st to the 23rd, uh, 165 cases from the ages of zero to 17. Mm, we were not seeing and that that's, before. And that's, and that's the number that I think is, you know, is, I mean, they're all important. Don't, don't get me wrong, but the relevancy of, of what, you know, of, of school opening in just days ahead and, the furor over over masks and, and everything else, and we've had 165 cases in those age groups without school open, without you know, with people you know, without for the most part, probably without masks in a lot of those situations, and and not in a controlled classroom. So you know, that that's why I felt it was it's important to to you know stop this nonsense about what we need to do to get our kids back in school and why masks are important and necessary. And, you know, for all intents, I believe the governor has, has mandated that. And yeah, they, you yeah. know, we're looking for more clarity, but I, I, I don't see that there needs to be much more. And I, 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 you know, there are, there are many arguments out there that I may not agree with, but I think are, are probably valid arguments. At some point I have a feeling um, like what has happened with, with colleges when the vaccine is available for 12 and under. I think at some point there's going to be a state mandate for children to be vaccinated. And and I know people are going to go crazy over that. And at least that's an argument. I, I, I believe our kids, I would have our kids get vaccinated. My kids are vaccinated. But at least that is a, an argument that has some validity to it. This mass thing is like saying, 
you know, it's not fair. My kid should be able to smoke at the age of 16. You know, I mean, <laughs> well, well, what are we doing here? Well, yeah, the, the, look, I, you know, the fact that we've, we've gone so long and not had to, has not had the approval of under 12 vaccine just is says says a lot right now, too. And, and sure. And to the point that, you know, you just made. So, you know, yeah, that'll be the next round. And I can understand that more than putting a mask on my yeah, on yeah. my child. And, and I've had many parents, you know, and some of the kids don't think twice of it. Now they, they're better than, you know, they're more disciplined than the parents in wearing a mask in, in, in that regard. I but, agree with know, that. To, I see that all the time. Uh, the yeah, kids wearing I, a mask and the parents not. Yeah. To argue, though, that, you know, I, I and, and I contrasted this yesterday. You know, with going and look, you've been through this. We we talked for you know eighteen months, uh, steady. Uh, you know the fact that you know these are parent. We got to get our kids back in school. We got to get our kids back in school. The remote learning's not working. Blah right, blah blah. Right. All that you know, and it's not right. And and now we're into okay, they're going back to school, and when they need to, but they need to wear a mask at least. You know, for the time being, yeah, and yeah. Uh, that's that's becoming. And look, the other point here is, and, and you made it as well, and, and I made that yesterday. It's like, why is this? Why does this have to be a hostile, nasty, and and really, you know, viral argument? You know, a uh, vile argument with school board members who are trying their best to get kids back in school. Yeah. And I know, feel I feel bad. For what are, what numbers. message are we sending there? To yeah, yeah. Uh, again, um, another argument that I can see the validity of is p- parents were were rabid over the fact that their kids weren't in school. And it was a bit of a catch-22 for schools last year because of the state's mandate on, on social distancing. But it, again, well, and it I, was, I understand uh, that argument. I understand wanting your kids in school. That is a valid argument. But the other and the other thing last year was, you know, because of, you know, the, I mean, some of the things that changed. Remember, the quarantine was 14 days. Not right. 10. Right. Yeah. You know, the you know, the issue of, uh, you know, of, of, of those schools that did attempt uh, in person or even even staggered, you know, staggered days or learning or, or optional, you know, when there was an outbreak. And, and the same goes this year. That doesn't change if, the, if your child is not wearing a mask. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, and, you know, people, others in that classroom, I mean, will be quarantined for 10 days. Yeah, yeah. You know, under the circumstances because they're not vaccinated. So which, you know, again, and that goes for anybody between 12 and 17, obviously, that are eligible, but they're not vaccinated. So you know, we have all of those those factors playing in here. And that's why it, it really is. You know, let's you know, let's keep our eye on the ball. What do we want first? We want them safe. That's number one. That keeps them safe. The masks keep them safe. Stop telling me that that science says otherwise. It doesn't. Uh, okay, uh, I want to switch. Anything else you want to add on the uh, on the pandemic? No, I, I just look. I, I think we just have to be aware of these numbers have been going up. Hopefully, they'll level off. Hopefully. You know, we we really need to you know adhere to masks. I suggested wearing them when you're going out in certain in, indoors and in places. It's not a mandate; it's a suggestion. Given where we are, we can bring this down, and we we need more of the adults. I will say that to get the vaccine. I mean, let's go back to that. There's still a great percentage that need it, and a lot of them are the parents of these of these children. So. 
I want to switch to the uh, to the hospital. Sure. And sure. this week, the story came out that uh, Oneida County's IDA is looking at um, at eminent domain um, on a property near, which is in the footprint of the uh, of the hospital, uh, on a property that the hospital, I believe, I think the, the part of this that I didn't understand is that this location. Um, is was the original location that the hospital was looking for as part of their medical office building. But instead, a, a deal that I, I believe seems to be being put together with Mayor Palmieri in the city of Utica for a competitor of, of MVHS to come in and do a medical facility in that same building, so basically taking the building away from MVHS, is that the case? Was this? Are these it's, two buildings the same building that w- the city and, and county are fighting over? Well, it's one building. We're not fighting over it, uh, you know, in that regard. It's one building. It's the you know, four eleven uh, Columbia, yeah. which is the only building I would mention or, or add that is in the hospital campus footprint remaining that's still standing. Everything else has been removed and it was standing there because the owner had refused to uh, you know to sell to the to the hospital system at you know their appointed uh, price um, and so it was going to be eminent domain by the city it was part of that plan and then the city withdrew their uh, their plans to do such uh, and got involved with a developer and other physicians as i understand it to do that and now but but that building that site that area or that exact footprint of that building was always was you know from the very beginning a part of the plan that was approved you know through seeker for the medical office building that would include the ambulatory surgical center which is essential in building the hospital and a part of the overall CON that was granted in that. You know, the, the Department of Health likes to have, you know, this the as you're well aware in dealing with this yourself and family and everybody else and you know this, ambulatory surgical centers are important in on hospital campuses for the very nature of getting people in and out in those cases and, and alleviating what's on the side of the hospital. So yeah, right. that was always in the plans. It's always been there. From the very beginning, that was always a part of the design, that medical office building on that site. So, yeah, there, there was a curveball or whatever you want to call thrown. And so, you know, the, the, you know, the IDA has been, you know, has, has been a, you know, partner in this as well, issuing bonds, uh, you know, with helping the hospital move forward, but also a mechanism to, to provide condemnation if necessary, and so that's what they're looking at. So instead of uh, fighting, I should have said, uh, basically the, the <laughs> city is yeah. competing. The city of Utica is competing with MVHS. Well, they're com- I, mean, I think, you know, it's a matter of, uh, I don't know if they're competing, the developer's competing. There's really a lot of questions that need to be answered, but the bottom line is why are they doing that when this was always a plan, as I said, it was always you know, from the very beginning for the last four years, a part of the overall hospital landscape. It, it was clearly you know, identified as such. As a building also, I would add, that would, you know, be on the tax rolls. This is not a part of the 
of the hospital, uh, you know, itself. This is a, a an independent that would also be housing, you know, the cardiology, the, you know, group and uh, the surgical center, you know, in in tandem there, and you know, possibly others. But uh, you know, it's always been a part of the plan, so it's it's very confusing as to why this this got. You know, played as a well, as a little bit of a chess game. What is do you? What is the difference um, in, in numbers? Uh, so you said that the uh, the the property owner uh, rejected the MVHS deal. How far apart are they from the deal that uh, Mayor Palmieri and uh, it, and this developer is putting together here? I really don't know what the you know, and it's not you know, I don't know and cannot disclose what you know, the hospital offered the property owner i understand though that the uh, the the potential buyer because it hasn't switched hands it's still owned by uh, the uh, the current uh, you know the current owner of the building the o'brien building uh is over a million dollars which you know it hasn't been confirmed so i really don't know okay. what right. what what the exact figures are uh, all right. Uh, so you're, the, the the county is moving forward, or is is contemplating a move forward with eminent domain? The IDA is. Uh, the IDA, right? The IDA is. Okay, Correct. so they are moving Correct. forward on that. They are. Right. They are. Okay. Yep. Uh, anything else you okay. want to add before we head to the weekend? No, just again, just you know, this is a, you know, this is the time. Uh, you know, again, just go back to the to the virus. Uh, you know, keep an eye on the numbers. Keep an eye on what's happening, and and uh, let's let's try and get. Let's try and improve. Uh, you know, we, we are going to be starting to do boosters as well. And we talked about that yesterday. We're starting to plan pods for that uh, in the next month. And, uh, you know, we'll see what, you know, where that, you know, where that yeah, goes. Yeah. And we, we, we anticipate that, you know, we're going to have long lines there again. So, um, you know, we're getting, we're ramping up for that. All right. Uh, County Executive Anthony Pacetti, right. thanks so much. Enjoy the, uh, the weekend you. and go. Good, good to- Go yang, go Mets. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you. <laughs> Have a go and stay you safe, too. guys. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.